The classic metal show. Hmm. That sounds very familiar. Very suspicious. Very predator-like. Anyway, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and to catch a predator, you know, I'm going to need everybody to have a seat because I've been going through some transcripts in a recent predator case involving teachers. And I just need you to know that I'll be submitting those cases to Judge Aiken for a ruling. All right? So in the meantime, behave yourselves and remember, I'll be watching. Oh, and uh, hail and kill. All right. Take care. song you probably never would have thought you'd hear on this show but uh that's michael nesmith formerly of the monkeys <laughs> okay with cruising otherwise known as lucy and ramona and sunset sam going about by request to demon in the chat room well demon is banned from the um request line <laughs> it that just was terrible it's it's bizarre and just before that, we heard uh, some Pantera, which I know you definitely would have uh, appreciated. For I definitely Alec did. Finch, who donated 10 bucks to us tonight. That's right. Uh, he wanted to hear something from the Great Southern Trend Kill with uh, Sandblasted Sand skin. skin. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then we Smart. heard uh, Mr. Big there for Mark Russell with... Uh, uh, I guess they're calling it quits, or supposedly. Uh, yeah. Alive and kicking. Well, they're another one that said, well, we're not going to tour anymore once Pat Torpy died, and there they are touring. Yeah, there they are, making some <sighs> making some bank. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, money, money talks. And then for Greg Simpson or Skippy, he wanted to hear uh, one of your favorite bands, Dead Daisies, doing the CCR classic Fortunate Son. Like it. So, kind of a weird mix of tunes. Yeah, it was all right. It worked for me. That's weird, but it's interesting. Our fans come up with some weird shit. Well, it, it plays even weirder when you mix it all together. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like, a, all right, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the content. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, do you have anything in particular? I will I will. I've dominated so far. I will leave this segment to you, sir. All right. Well, let me let me harken back to social media. All right. What was the first biggest social media platform that you recall hitting the uh, the interwebs as we know it today? MySpace, or do, exactly. do we go to AOL? Nope. No. You you hit it dead on. Okay. MySpace. Okay. So who created this MySpace? If you if you think about it, MySpace hit the hit the interweb at what ninety uh, five or two thousand five rather, or two thousand five? Would you say two thousand? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, about two thousand five. I'm thinking, right? And then yeah, Facebook, somewhere in there. Yeah, then Facebook came along about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm, yeah, somewhere in there. All right. Well, anyway, do you remember the creator of MySpace? Do you remember he was, it was your Tom? 
Exactly. He was your always your first friend when you yeah. signed up for MySpace. Tom was your first friend. He was, yeah. And for a lot of people, it was their only friend. <laughs> yeah, true. So when you think about it, this this Tom fella created this social media platform. And I mean, if you think about it, 2005, the internet for the most part was a thing for about 10 years at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, widely accepted or widely used. Right. Mm -hmm. So this entrepreneur, what would you call him? Would you call him a, a, a web developer uh, internet yeah, programmer or something like programmer. a computer programmer. He came up with this idea of having a social media platform because prior to MySpace, the term social media was not even a thing, was it? No, no there were back before then. You had like chat rooms and message that's boards, the IIRC that's and that's stuff that's like that. that. But it, but that they term it as social media. Was no, that's a that's a. It was just like a message board, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm hmm. So this Tom came along with this MySpace prior to uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And everybody was on MySpace. And, and if you remember MySpace at all, uh, one of the things that MySpace allowed you to do after probably two years, I'm thinking, you could create your own uh, backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you, could, you could copy and paste code. Right. And put it into your MySpace and you could have different backgrounds and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then Facebook came along a couple of years later and grew a lot of big momentum because it was marketed to college age kids because Facebook was a college thing first prior to becoming available to the rest of the public. And that's the demographic that uh, kind of gravitated to the internet, social media, and whatnot, and MySpace sort of got uh, left in the dust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Tom, did you ever wonder, well, what happened to Tom? Because they sold MySpace to, uh, what's his name, the, the singer-rapper guy, the white guy. What's his name? Uh, Eminem? No. Uh, he was in uh, uh, Friends with Justin Beth. Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, yeah. Yeah. Sold it to him for a shit ton of money. Right. And now it's worth like not even one percent of what he paid for it. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth dick. It's not I'm worth looking dick. at their I'm looking at MySpace right now. Even the homepage hasn't been updated in like a year or two. Yeah. Like the the stories, like I'll put it up on the screen. The story, like the main story that keeps coming up is the Deftones part ways with bassist um Sergio Vega. That's at least a year and a half. Right. Well, MySpace was supposed to be, for as far as Justin Timberlake was concerned, he was going to mm -hmm. make it like an artist platform, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a music artist or some shit like that. Yeah. And it never took off, and it lost its value, and it just was... It just based... I mean, does anybody have a MySpace account? I don't even know if you do anymore. It looks like it's just bands and stuff. I don't. 
Well, maybe people. Let's see. These guys are all, like, famous people. Well, let's look at Justin Timberlake's page. Here it is. Okay. shit on it. What is... What's, what is it? Scroll sideways? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. That's fucking weird. It scrolls sideways. Well, it's different, man. Oh. We're not going to be like Facebook, man. We're going to scroll Guess sideways, not. not up and down. Yeah, this stinks. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. All right. So did you ever wonder what happened to MySpace Tom? I didn't even know for sure it was a real guy. It was a real guy. All right. I did not know. So Tom from MySpace sold the social media platform just two years after launching it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what he uh, netted from his sale of MySpace after two years, 24 months worth of work? MySpace was so fucking popular, but that was different money. Don't look it up. Half a, I'm not. Here are my hands. Half a billion. Pretty close. Really? Okay. Little, look at me. Little, little, actually, a little more. Okay. Five hundred and eighty million. Wow. This guy put twenty-four months worth of work into a social media platform and netted five hundred and eighty million dollars. That is how you do it, my friends. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then he retired in his thirties. Yeah. Probably lives now on Epstein enjoying, Island. Now he's enjoying the good life. Yeah. He's, he's a real guy. Okay. For many millennials, MySpace wasn't just a social networking platform. It was a cultural phenomenon that defined an era of online interaction. Its uh -huh. unique blend of social media and user-generated content made it the iconic staple of early internet culture. Among its most memorable features was the automatic friendship with Tom Anderson, known to all as Tom from MySpace, making him the ubiquitous first friend in his new digital frontier. Okay. But what happened to Tom? In the early 2000s, MySpace emerged as a pioneering in the social engineering sphere, offering users and a novel platform to craft digital identities, connect with acquaintances, and share life updates. In its inception, marked, at a, uh, marked a significant shift in how people interacted online. Okay. As a platform like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn gained traction, MySpace prominence uh, waned. Despite the decline, Anderson's MySpace co-founder managed to exit the scene with a substantial financial gain. Anderson co-launched the platform in 2003. I didn't realize it came out in 2003. Okay. That's earlier than I thought. Alongside right. uh, Chris DeWolf, as the company's president, Anderson witnessed MySpace rapid ascent into the digital domain. The platform's need for expansion uh, capital led to securing $15.3 million from Vantage Point, followed by an additional $15.5 million from Redpoint. Okay. The influx of... The influx of uh, funds propelled MySpace growth, and growth until 2005 
when Anderson and DeWolf sold the company and its parent uh, Intermix to News Corp for $580 million. So, so he basically was out of it by 2005. Yeah. That was, wow. and that was when it really was hitting its popularity. Mm-hmm. So, so he got out, he got out just ahead of the nightmare. Yeah. So, so basically, even though, uh, if you join MySpace after 2005, uh, Tom was still your friend, your first friend. <laughs> because <laughs> he sold I, his likeness. <laughs> yeah. Because I think. That is so, you know, as far as social media is concerned, I did have a MySpace page for a brief okay. moment, and I don't think I got on MySpace until 2006, maybe. Sure. You probably got maybe. on it for the show, right? Maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Right. And, it, you know, I was probably on there maybe a year, and that was okay. About Following the sale, Anderson retired in 2009, choosing to pursue personal interests over further entrepreneur, entrepreneurial endeavors. His ex-bio states, enjoying the good life and new hobbies such as surfing, uh, architectural design, photography, golf, reflecting uh, a desire to explore beyond the confines of the tech industry. Yeah, if I had 580 million bucks. <laughs> go to what you want to do fuck a yeah. shark if you want i was gonna say i might not even have a computer anymore forget <laughs> exactly. that kind of money exactly anderson's life post myspace has uh, seen him residing in various locations including las vegas los angeles and currently in oahu hawaii he travels, uh, his travels have taken him across the globe from the Philippines to uh, Maldives. I think that's how you say that with his experience often shared through photography on his social media platforms. Despite a lower profile since MySpace sale, Anderson has occasionally surfaced online, notably with a tweet in January 2021. Three years ago, <laughs> featuring a photo of him and then president, the greatest president, Donald Trump, and humorous caption about gaining a new friend on MySpace. Wow. Uh, this and other social media posts uh, offer glimpses into Anderson's life and interest in post MySpace. Financially, Anderson's ventures post MySpace have been a topic of interest. In 2021, he expressed excitement over being a SpaceX investor, though confirmation of such an investment remains unclear. His involvement in the real estate sector and his work as a traveling photographer highlighted his diverse interest and continued exploration of new opportunities. Right. Today, with an estimated net worth of $60 million, wow. So he went from 580 down to 60. Well, he had to split the 580 with the other yeah, guy. Well, even then, that was still 250. Take out the tax, 125. I'm not saying that he's that it, you know, he didn't blow through a bunch of money, but I'm just saying that it's not as much it's not like he blew through 400 million dollars no, either. I, I get that. I get that, but still He 60. did blow through 80 though. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. According uh, to Celebrity Net Worth, Anderson's journey from MySpace co-founder to multifaceted entre entrepreneur investor showcased the varied past tech pioneers can take 
After their initial success, his story reflects the evolving landscape of social media and the personal growth that can follow uh, professional achievements. Dude, if you had that kind of coin, would you invest in anything in large sum? No, I, I, why, why invest? I mean, if you, let's just say Tom netted, let's say, let's conservatively say, since he had to split that 580 after taxes and man, 100 million and all that, let's just say a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Would you ever invest in anything? Very small stuff. If I, if I had a fascination with something, I might invest just, just $10,000 or something, but not millions out of curiosity. If you could make something happen. Yeah. But, if you had that kind of money, I know if I had a hundred million dollars, there would be no reason in the world why oh. even concerned about investing in anything. You put that money in CDs and high interest rate things, you could live off just the interest alone. Dude, quite honestly, even if you didn't invest it, if you kept it in a sack in your house, you could live for the rest of your life forever. How do you blow through a hundred million dollars, even I mean, if that's you a, the most lavish lifestyle? That's a lot of money. Well, yeah, no, man. I mean, the most lavish lifestyle is like when we saw that Mark, Marky Mark house. Yeah, but see. That was like a hundred million dollars just yeah, for the house. I get that. But again, I. I, I am of the Lemmy principle. One of the things that Lemmy said years ago that sticks with me to this day. Mm-hmm. And he was so right because you've been to my house. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's not huge, but it's not a small place either. Yeah. It's a decent size. It's, it's it, too big for you. It's too big for me. And Lemmy said, and this sticks to me to this day. And I, and I, I just think, this guy was right. How many rooms can you live in at one time? Yeah. And these people who buy these palatial estates that go on for acres and they have, (laughs) (laughs) and they go on for acres and they have 32 rooms and 60 bathrooms. And you know, they have 10 tennis courts and two pools. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of that? It's dumb. It's, it's dumb. Like, why would you do that? I mean, you know, you can invite people over and they can go, ooh, ah, wow, cool. Look at this. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Wow. You know, but after mm-hmm. that's over, what do you got left? You got this massive house that yeah. you have to pay taxes on and you have to pay upkeep and you have to pay this and pay that and it just goes on and on and on. It's just like, what's the yeah. purpose in this? You'll never use that amount of space. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about just the tax on I a know. place like what whatchamacallit, Marky Mark probably has to do a movie a year just to pay the taxes. I know. Like like over in Illinois, the taxes mm-hmm. are outrageous in Illinois. Sure. There are some people who have homes over there that are <clears throat> you know couple hundred thousand dollars in homes maybe a mm-hmm. half a million dollar in home their sure. tax burden on a yearly basis is like thirty thousand yeah it's craziness i mean the average person out there mm-hmm. makes thirty thousand a year gross yeah 
they're paying that just in taxes. So, so they have to, they're, they're making a hundred, 150,000, maybe 200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And after taxes and all that, 30,000 of that just goes to taxes on their house. You yeah. Know, for the privilege of having a dwelling. So again, if, if I had that kind of scratch, hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. I would not own a massive mansion. There's no reason for it. No, no, you just move somewhere, you know, you'd be better off to buy 50 acres of land and build a house for a hundred grand or something like, on it. That's like what Anthony Cumia did. Yeah. But, uh, but he built a house in South Carolina or, or bought a house in South Carolina and had it renovated the way that he wants it. Yeah. In a low tax state. Mm-hmm. And has a nice home, at least from what I gather, from what I've heard him talk about. Yeah. And not spend all this big New York taxes and money to live in New York State, New York City, or Long Island where he was living. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I'm not a believer anymore that, you know, back back when we were growing up, a house, a home was was like the ultimate investment. Yeah, of course. It's not anymore. Houses aren't worth dick anymore. Like reused houses are not worth dick. Well, they don't hold their value worth a shit anymore. Yeah, well, between what I paid for this place and what it's on the market for today, mm-hmm. the 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 gain that I've made is pretty good. If if I were to put it on the market today, but you've put a lot in. Well, yes and no, but but I would I would walk away with a pretty good chunk of change in my pocket. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I like my home. It's a it's a nice layout. It, I like the way that it looks. And it's a good area and it's a good neighborhood and sure. You know all this other stuff, but am I tied to it? No. If, if an opportunity hit me tomorrow and said, "Hey, we need you to come do this and we're going to pay you X amount of dollars." There would be a for sale sign in front of my house <laughs> in a exactly. second. I'm with you. In a second, I'm not mm. tied to it. I live here now, but that's because other opportunities haven't come along. Yeah. But if, if, but if one did, I'd be out of here tomorrow. Easily. I don't blame you. Yeah. Easily. I don't but, blame uh, you. But good for, you know, MySpace Tom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Great for him. He's just yeah, he's years, enjoying his life. Dude. He two years, two years worth of early internet uh, entrepreneurship. I hate to say that word because I can't pronounce it correctly. But uh, regardless of that, it's uh, you know here it is. So he he sold out in two thousand and five. Right, well, we're coming up on two thousand and twenty twenty fifth or twenty twenty five rather. Mm-hmm. So Twenty years later, the guy still has a hundred million dollars or sixty million dollars, rather. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you can't live on sixty million dollars in a Wahoo or whatever exotic place you want to live in, mm-hmm. you know, so the, this guy has done what he wanted. Yeah, I did some photography. I did some traveling. I, you know, I. I met Donald Trump. I did this. I did that. And I still, and I'm still a young man. So he was in his thirties. Let's say he was, let's say he was 32, 20 years ago. 
So now 52? he's 52, and he still has $60 million. Yeah, I wonder if he'll make it. Yeah, I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I think he's just going to struggle to the finish line. Yeah. That's Tom money, yo. <laughs> yeah. So all I got to say is good for him. Hell yeah. I know you hate social media. I bet you he doesn't. Well, not what, but I guarantee you he doesn't spend his whole life on it either. No, uh, he spent, well, you said they, they, it was a news thing that he tweeted. Yeah, he tweeted something in 2021. Yeah, and that made the news yeah, three, that he actually tweeted something. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. Well, good on Tom. Congrats. Well, if, if he'd like to invest in a pinball place while he's throwing his money around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of selling stuff and making stuff and making bank. Yeah. Uh, I want to give credit where credit is due. Mark Miller sent this, uh, sent this email in. Um, I'm sure you're well aware that, uh, since the demise of Michael Jackson, what, 14 years ago, did he die in 2010? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been like 14 years. Can you believe it? He's been yeah. dead like 14 years. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember the way that I found out about Michael Jackson's death was you. Oh, really? Yeah, you sent me a text. Michael okay. Jackson dead. <laughs> That's all it says. Michael Jackson dead. That's always my dead text, isn't it? I just say the person's name and dead. Yeah, and then, of course, there were those horrific photos of him laying out on the stretcher mm -hmm. with, with no hair. No hair, no nose. Yeah. Skinny as Steve Riley in the box. That's right. Just just awful. He had a touch of gray going. Yeah, no shit. So Michael Jackson's estate sells his music catalog stake worth at least six hundred million to Sony Music. So his his assets are now valued at a whopping one point two billion dollars. His assets after the sale or with the sale? His current assets are worth $1.2 billion. That's the Neverland Ranch and all that and well, any properties and shit? That Neverland Ranch is a thing anymore because I think that I think that went to the wayside. I think that became like a like a barren piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> after that was over because he had like the Ferris wheel and he had all the yeah. you know neverland ranch shit and i just think that went to i think that went to shit well who wants to go to a place that smells like infant cum yeah so but if you remember the the whole story that he was going to do his residency at that o2 arena yeah mm -hmm. is because he needed the money because yeah. his because he was like broke even yeah, though he, he had assets he, he wasn't liquid right you know, and he spent lavishly, according to the stories that came out, that uh, if he went out and did his spending sprees, he would literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. You well, know, they showed him doing that in that documentary about that, yeah. that thing. They showed that, that Brashear guy that was doing the interviews with them. Yeah. They showed him at a store just buying up everything. Just, yeah. I'll take this, and I'll take this, and I'll take this, and I'll take this, and not not care in the world about what it cost. Right. 
so so when he died i i think that he was in the he was in the red at that point sure you know because he spent like a drunken sailor as it were mm-hmm. sony music group is acquiring a 50 percent stake in the music catalog of the late pop star michael jackson for at least 600 million the sale will be the largest ever deal for a single music artist assets, according to the Billboard. The outlet reported the King of Pops publishing recorded masters were valued around $1.2 billion. Wow. Uh, last year, Billboard estimated that Jackson's estate earns about $75 million annually from the master recordings. Publishing for Jackson... A uh, share of his songs, his My Jack, Michael Jackson, My Jack, M I J A C, publishing catalog and revenue from the merchandise and the royalties. His 1982 thriller album, in particular, is one of the top two best selling albums of all time and achieved a milestone for being the first album to be certified 30 times platinum. <laughs> 30. Goddamn million copies three diamonds large wow yeah. 30 diamonds large no a diamond is 10 oh it's 10 okay yeah that's right you're right platinum is a million yeah platinum is a million a diamond is 10 right 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 the sony jackson's deal finalized late last year holds a higher valuation than the 1.2 billion currently sought by queen so queen Queen has a lot more records, though. I mean, the, the, you know what's the most surprising about this that you're that you're reading here? There's just not a ton of Michael Jackson music as Michael Jackson. I think there's only like six albums. Yeah, off I mean, the there's wall, off the wall thriller, bad or bad, bad dangerous, uh, invincible, history, and then the pop post posthumous one the, the one after he died that they scrapped together <laughs> that was just garbage so that's, a what, so that's seven that's seven. seven okay that's it yeah but J mike uh, metal mike here said there's also jackson five well no, no i can tell you as count. somebody that works in in that world no that's something different yeah that's a different entity mm -hmm. yeah that is a different did I tell you? I probably didn't tell you this, and probably shouldn't tell anybody this. But did did I tell you that um, my little company? We talked to Michael Jackson's people about about royalties. Did you? Yeah, we did, and and we got told that they they were interested, but they had something working with Sony. I guess now we know what it is. All right, well, much sure. bigger, much bigger deal than our stupid deal. That's right. for sure. <laughs> Uh, the estate of Jackson had previously sold its 50% stake in the joint venture Sony ATA, ATV Music Publishing, which uh, comprised songs by the Beatles. The deal was finalized for $750 million in 2016. Sony has been active in acquisitions recently. Last year, it was reported to be acquiring a significant minority stake in the Latin label Remus Entertainment launching Bad Bunny's career with a accepted valuation around three hundred million. Mm. In May of twenty twenty three, Sony acquired the records catalog from Barry Weiss, 
Ron Perry and Matt Pincus in a deal aiming for a hundred million valuation. Following that, a 50-50 deal with Weiss was established, allowing him to retain control of the label's recent catalogs. The recent acquisition by Sony Group excludes, excludes royalties from Michael Jackson's Broadway musical and other theatrical produ- productions uh, showcase the musician's music. The estate of Michael Jackson is currently embroiled in a lawsuit with Las Vegas tribute act MJ Live after the show accused the late pop star's lawyers of sending cease and desist letters. Okay. You're not allowed to do a Michael Jackson tribute? Apparently not. I guess they're using, you know, obviously singing Michael Jackson music. So maybe I guess if they're using tracks or something, I guess yeah, that's bad. Yeah. The King of Pop uh, Tribute Act, which first hit the Vegas Strip over a decade ago, asserts its legal right to continue its performances. According to the lawsuit, the Jackson estate has recently initiated the sending of a cease and desist letter to venues hosting the show, demanding the cancellation of upcoming dates. A source told the outlet that the estate has only taken legal action against venue locations outside of Nevada, such as California and New York, because it views the tribute show as, quote unquote, low class. Michael Jackson. Wait a minute. Low class. Michael Jackson was fucking children. Allegedly. Allegedly. What's lower than that? Well, I guess they're, they're degrading the Michael Jackson experience by shilling it on the sunset or on the uh, Vegas strip. Please just stop. (laughs) MJ's live suit, uh, live or MJ lives suit refers to the cease and desist letters as intentional and wrongful interference that was intended to harm the plaintiff. But the group takes it a step further, claiming that it's Jackson estate that it's messing with their intellectual property. After using the MJ live name for over a decade, MJ lives legal squad argues that they've earned their own trademark right to that name. They, the claim they claim. They claim the estate's recent use of MJ the musical on Broadway is stepping on those rights. Over the past 11 and one half years, plaintiffs have uh, spent millions of dollars advertising and promoting its MJ live show. Uh, Plaintiff estimates that 2,500,000 audience members clapping and singing in their seats, jumping to their feet and dancing in the aisles have experienced the joy and the excitement and thrill of MJ Live. In their complaint, MJ Live's legal team argues the group hasn't uh, stepped on any trademarks owned by the estate and hasn't violated any likeness rights uh, by doing the MJ, MJ impersonations. The show features a Michael Jackson impersonator who leads fans through the top uh, for, through the late pop star's greatest hits. The suit cites Nevada's likeness laws, which allows the use of celebrity likeness by impersonators in live performances. This lawsuit includes the claim that this impersonator shows somehow owns a trademark in the MJ a trademark owned by Michael Jackson's estate and long associated with Michael and his estate is beyond 
frivolous. Jackson estate attorney, uh, blah, 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 said in a statement. Uh, so, so here we are 14 years later and people are still fighting over the picking at the bones of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, you know what though? I'll bet you it does well. He died in, uh, June 25th of 2009. Okay. It's been 15 years. 15 years. Don't you think that this show probably does well? Probably because people, again, they like that nostalgia thing. They just like, oh, yeah. it's Michael Jackson. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, I'm sh- and I'm sure this Michael Jackson lives or MJ lives or whatever. You go to it. They probably got the light up floor so you can do the whole Billy Jean thing and do, 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 do with the, right. you know, stepping on the light up floor. And, sure. you know, I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, what is, what is the Michael Jackson estate doing? They ain't doing nothing with it. If. If these guys own a copyright to the name, who gives a fuck? Who do you think who do you think benefits from the Michael Jackson estate? Hurt his kid, Paris? Paris Jackson? Okay, I, again, I'm I don't know the answer. And they, there's another kid too. I don't I don't know what Blanket. that kid's name is. Blank is that yeah, that's right, Blanket. Blanket. Paris and Blanket. Remember, remember uh, South Park Lampoon, that whole thing? Mm-hmm. But Paris and Blanket. Yeah. Hey, Those are his real kids, Boss Metal. What, are you kidding? <laughs> they look just like him. Sure they do. They look exactly like him. Sure they do. Metal Mike, you're wrong, too. Those are his kids. Really, they are. <laughs> I know Paris grew up to be pretty goddamn hot. Weird that Lisa Marie Presley is dead. Michael Jackson is dead. Yeah, they're all dead. They, they supposedly they were supposedly married. The king of pop marries the king of rock. They daughter. got married. They did. did. They? Was that real? That was real. Remember the video where she was naked sitting there and um, Michael was singing to her, "You are not alone." You don't remember that. You don't think he, do you, do you believe that he actually hit that, that puss? No, not one time. I don't even not, believe that he hit the other one, the, the ugly one. Oh, the, the blonde girl who, who supposedly gave birth to his two children. Yeah. I don't believe that one either. Do you believe that? No, of course not. Yeah. I don't, be, I don't, be, I don't believe that guy allegedly banged anything over 18. Well, supposedly, you know, again, uh, this goes back uh, to how he maintained his high voice. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, he was chemically castrated to to oh, really? maintain that high voice. Who is that? That's uh, Paris Jackson. Is that who that is? Yeah, looks just okay. like him. Yeah, he, she's got his nose. <laughs> Probably the real thing. <laughs> Ugh. What is with these girls and these awful tattoos? Just stop. You and the tattoos. It's just terrible. Look she at, looks look at, hot. Look at that awful whatever. Dreamcatcher. No, on the other shoulder. This They always got to put these sayings. And they it's got a saying. The, and they got these stars. and It just reminds me of a, of a bowl of Lucky Charms. They got blue diamonds and yellow stars and pink moons and those tattoos do not bother me at all it's gross 
Her other tattoos are way worse on her arms. That's, but, that's terrible. But, yeah. I, I don't mind her. She's cute. Really? Yep. Ugh. Yeah, yep. That would never even catch my attention even for a second. Got mine. I like her. Not even a second. Now, if, if, if Jackal wants to chime in, I would never bang that pig with my dog's dick. I would agree with him. <laughs> I would agree with him. Awful. I don't want a girl with a ring nose or a septum ring where she looks like she's a bull in a, in a bullfight. It's just like, just, stop with the rings in the nose. I don't. I don't mind that ring. I do. I do not like the septum ring, yeah, they, but I don't mind like, that one. They, they look like. I don't know if you know anything about farm animals, but not they really. used to put those. They used to put those wires in pigs' noses to keep them from rooting up the ground, and that's right. what it reminds me of. They they put. Yeah, well, I don't ring. like those. I'm not. I don't no, like the septum so ones, awful. but I, I don't mind that one. That's. Awful. I like the little decorative one there. Yeah. I hate that shit. I'm kind of into it. I, I like younger. I hate the chicks who put the eyebrow ring in or they put the nose ring. I hate that fucking shit. That, oh, mm -hmm. It's gross. The nasty yeah. tattoos. And it's, they, it just looks trailer trashy. No, we can do. We can agree to disagree. I, know, I don't I mind the tattoos. We can agree to disagree, but it just looks trashy. I'm into some trash. Ugh. A, a girl that you... You know, a girl that I dated, mm -hmm. well, a couple of girls that I dated, one girl who was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. We, she destroyed herself with tattoos and, you know, yeah, she got too many with that sleeve and oh, every, yeah. my God, yeah, we that were, was too we much. Both, we were both shocked. Yeah, <laughs> that was too much. That yeah. was too much. And then another one, while I was in a relationship with her, she, she chose to get a couple of tattoos she asked me about them prior to her getting them showed me the stencil and said hey i'm getting this and i'm what do you think and i'm just like yeah, it looks kind of trashy she went and got it anyway which was her right and then when she got it she goes well what do you think and i go looks pretty trashy and she got angry <laughs> she got pissed off like nobody's business yeah well if you ask then you get the answer Live with the answer you got. And I told her what I thought before she got it. And then she got it and wanted to flaunt it, show it to me. And I was like, oh, that, oh my God, dude, seriously. I like her. <laughs> I absolutely like her. Ugh. Yuck. I'm digging her. I could smell her from here. Stop it. I'm digging her. Yuck. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. Hell you yes. That, you can have that all you want. Oh, well, I do want. I can have a wiener rot all you want. <laughs> well, I'm not saying she's not she's not catching fucking thirty dicks a month. I'm just yeah. saying that I don't know, she's kinda cute. Kinda yeah. dirty dirty blonde whore. I like that look. Yeah, well she looks like I could probably pick her up on some corner of Chicago in the streets. <laughs> gross <laughs> I dig her gross <laughs>
In the ever-evolving world of music, artists need to reach their audience faster than ever before. Introducing Too Immersive For You, the Emmy-nominated pioneers in viewership experience. We've revolutionized the way music artists share their material with the world. Our groundbreaking AI engine generates stunning visuals that bring your music to life. Imagine having your own personalized music video perfectly synchronized to your unique sound in a matter of hours, not weeks. With Too Immersive For You, it's now a reality. Get ready to unlock a new dimension of music visualization. Too Immersive For You, where music needs immersive visuals. Contact us now to discover how Too Immersive For You can elevate your music to new heights. www.musicvideoai.net